You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey guys, I'm Kaylee Shore, and this is Too Much To Say. But don't go asking questions that you don't want answers to. I've got too much to say, now tell it all to you, yeah. Okay, well I want to start off by saying thank you so much for all of your support on the EP I got here by accident came out last week and um, it's just been amazing I had the coolest release show ever it was oh my god I need to post more videos of it but like there's so many and it was just such a magical experience a I was so excited to be back with my band um, and like you know on stage playing a real show and having you guys all out there and like standing for some reason like you know, you wouldn't think that you'd take for granted standing in a show, but like we absolutely did. And so like seeing y'all out there like dancing and stuff, it was amazing. But um, I got to sing a song with my producer, Butch, and we did a deep cut from his first album. It's called Alicia Amnesia, and it's one of my favorite songs of all time. It's really, really pop punk. And he told me he hadn't, play, he hadn't played it in like 20 years. So when he told me I could pick any song, I really picked any song. Uh, but we had such an amazing time. My band was so excited. And then the very next night, Butch got to make his Opry debut. Uh, during a set with me there and we played love child together then we did a duet on one of his songs called closest thing to you i'm gonna find and then we ended with an acoustic version well sort of acoustic it was cajon and um electric guitar and me doing heard you got a girl very broke down because like that song is super super pop punk when it's produced but lyrically and like structure wise it's very country and it's a very country like you see what i did there kind of hook so the opry loved it it was amazing but it was so special to get to be up there with him. Um, the Opry is just one of my favorite places on the planet. And um, I'm going to tweet about this too because I was really impressed. And there's a lot of racism in the country music community. And that's just not a fucking secret at all. Um, if you don't believe me, go look at the replies to literally anything Mickey Guyton tweets. Um, she's one of my favorite people on the planet. She's doesn't deserve it and it makes me angry so there's so much bad out there but when something good happens i think it's really important to share it um 
so the Opry, I went in there and I saw like they had a little sheet for me of questions they'd prepared for something as part of the circle network. And I thought it was going to be, you know, music questions and and it, it was, but in the way that it was like, so how are you affected by COVID? And you know, what, um, was going through your mind when the black lives matter movement happened? Um, did you go to any of the protests, all of these questions about it and like, opening up the conversation on the Opry network to talk about that. And it just shouldn't feel dirty or weird or like secretive to share that you like went and, you know, expressed your desire for equal rights for people that aren't your demographic. It just shouldn't be shocking. So that Opry was just like, I ended up having like an hour long interview because the guy who was conducting it, who was a white man was so passionate about, the work he was doing for the Opry and he told me that it's been reflected in their hiring process and they've been um, hiring more people of color and it was just really really cool and and really he was very educated about it it wasn't somebody like trying to be like so hey woke kids how do you feel about the BLM you know like like some old boomer like who has no idea what's going on who's just trying to keep his corporation relevant it was absolutely not that it was a deep desire to change the culture in country music starting with one of its oldest institutions that has a lot of racism in its history um I mean the Opry was founded you know, like over a hundred years ago. And so it's, um, not, it's not going to be the prettiest history just given that it was the South and it was, you know, back then. Um, I'm going to look up the actual year that Aubrey was founded. I feel like I should know that, but let's see. All right. Yeah. 1925. Oh my God. So it's almost the hundred year anniversary, but, um, yeah. So, you know, it's it, there's a lot there and so the fact that they're doing everything they can to correct that history and start a new era of the Opry go into this you know new centennial for them um you know just just changing the old ways and you know having equal representation on there it's very 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 beautiful and I just wanted to give the Opry a shout out for that because I was very impressed and I was very um pleasantly surprised and Anyways, it was just a magical night at the Opry. It always was, um, or it always is. And that was actually my 20th time officially. So I'm really proud to be a part of the Opry. I get prouder every day and it's just one of my favorite stages. And so to get to have Butch there too was really, really special. And he loved every second of it. And then we went to Dave and Buster's after it was so rad because <laughs> Dave and Buster's is right across the street from the Opry. So that's like where I had my party after my opera debut which is pretty funny you like go in all dressed up and you're like let's go play the life-size temple run i have no complaints it was amazing um so this episode is all about the ep because you know it just came out and i wanted to give a little bit of behind the story behind um all of these songs and so we're gonna start i've told you guys so much about amy Let's come back to that one because I feel like I have a little bit of new information to reveal, but we'll end with Amy. But going through the track list, starting with I Heard You Got a Girl. So I Heard You Got a Girl is a song about a rumor I heard about my ex-boyfriend and his um, and his girlfriend. And I heard it from a friend and 
we, we were talking about how they'd kind of been moving really fast and she was like, yeah, I mean, like I, I heard that like she might be like pregnant or something like something's going on. Like they're, they're moving really fast and like she just met his family and like, I don't know, I feel like something's happening. And I was like, oh shit. And then I was writing with Skip Black who produced open book with me. And then Fred Wilhelm who wrote my voice and angry butterfly with me as well. And we were talking about it and he was like, had this thought and he was like, I heard you got a girl dot, dot, dot pregnant. And we were like, Oh my God. So we wrote it. It was so funny. I ended up finding out that the rumor wasn't true. Um, but the song still, it cracks me up and I posted on TikTok, and a lot of people have had similar experiences apparently, but the, the real punchline for this song for me is the him and, um, the, uh, the rumored baby mama who was not a baby mama ended up breaking up because he sucks. And now her and I are friends. And, um, I was like, we were like three martinis deep one night. And I was like, Hey, I'm like really sorry about all the songs I wrote about you. And she was like, it is totally fine. Like you have to process this. However you have to process this. And I was like, Oh my God, this is feminism. This is feminism. So that to me is the happiest of endings. And, um, yeah, so if she can listen to the song, so can you guys (laughs) go stream it. (laughs) Writing that one was so fun though. And like from the very beginning, it had a very Avril feel to it from the demo. Um, and Butch, you know, produced Avril Lavigne. So that was really helpful in capturing that energy. But that one was like probably the most fun to play live. Closely followed by Alibi, but I heard you got a girl, one of my favorites, one of the earliest songs that, um, made it on here. Alibi, Amy, I hate the way this feels in love child were all written in the past year, but I heard you got a girl was written almost two years ago. So happy it found its way into the world. I hate the way this feels is the first song I ever wrote about Sam. And it's a very Kaylee Shore love song in the sense that it's like, Oh my God, I'm catching feels. Oh my God, what do, what do I do? What do I do? Oh my God, oh my God, I hate this. I love this. He's great. I love this. I hate this. You know, just like word vomit. And that's exactly what happened in the writing room. So I was with Jason Lennig and Skip again, and I just met Sam. Like, I think I was, well, I'd known him for a while, but I just had like, you know, um, figured out I had feelings for him and, you know, we spent some time together. <laughs> um, his family listens to this podcast. Hi. Um, so I'm like trying to remember like to, you know, be a little tiny bit classier, just a little bit, especially when it involves him. So anyways, we've been spending some time together and, um, it was starting to become apparent that we were like incredibly compatible and really liked each other. And I was freaking out and I'm in this room with these two, you know, middle-aged dads and, I'm just going on and on. And I'm like, I don't know, like maybe I should just like not text him back for like two days and like, just like calm down, like take the time to myself, like not like feel pressured to respond and like not let him think that he has control over me or anything like that. And they're just sitting there like, "Uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh, writing stuff down. And I eventually, there's a line in the second verse that says, I asked an eight ball if this, how this would play out. And it told me that it's going to work. And I actually did that. So there was an eight ball on the coffee table at Jason's studio. And I was like on my rant and I was like, okay, eight ball, what do you have to say? I was like, are me and Sam going to be together forever? And I shook it and it said all signs point to yes. And I was like, ah, <laughs> like, 
<laughs> and then the line that comes after it is, I'm scared. I'm afraid that you'll leave. I'm scared that you'll stay. And I don't know which one would be worse. And um, that's exactly how I felt in that moment. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So I played that for Sam after we started dating and I was really nervous, but he played me a song he wrote about me first and it was called Terrified. And it was about like how I'm terrified of you because of how much I like you. And I was like, uh, thank you, I think. And he was like, yeah, thank you, I think. <laughs> so they're very, very interesting little love songs. Next is Love Child, and Love Child is very self-explanatory from, you know, it's just a very, this is what happened song, this is my life. But basically, everything in it is incredibly true. Like, I loved doing the little visualizer that we did because I got to show the actual two-tone car that my dad drove when I was little. And, um, when we were writing the song, it was actually, so this was my first in-person write after COVID that wasn't like with Sam or my roommates. And we were in Eric Dodd's backyard. It was me, him and Bruce Wallace. They're just incredible guys. And it was a really creative space, but we were all, you know, we'd written before we wrote the song called the best that you guys might've seen on my TikTok, which I 
still love that song, but we already wrote well together, but we'd all been cooped up for months. And this was like July, August of 2020. And we were like, finally felt safe to, you know, go do a backyard ride. So we're outside, the sun is shining. It's a beautiful day. And we got started on this idea and we were just all so ecstatic to finally be like in a space with the other writers and not on zoom because that really was kind of soul sucking. And I'll still do it. Like if I have to, it's nice. Cause like if you're, if you're sick, but you still want to write, like you can, you know, call, call in on zoom or whatnot. But there was a time period where that was every single day and I'd have to stare at a computer for five hours straight. And I was just like, this is horrible. I don't know how my little brother and sister do it, to be honest. But we just, the energy that was there because of how excited we were to just literally be there. I think that contributed to the song and we got going on it because of my, um, my dad had told me the story about how he had danced on stage with Janis Joplin. And I'd heard that story my whole life. I didn't like, not believe him but I part of me was like thought he might be remembering it wrong or like just maybe stretching the truth a little bit for dramatic effect and if Janis Joplin's involved I get it all right I get I get the the slight exaggeration because it goes from being a good story to a great story but Candy and I were talking about it and he had retold me the story and said something about how it was when she was filming a concert movie in Frankfurt, Germany. And I was like, well, if it was for a movie, like that footage has to be online, right? So I Google it. Sure enough, you can see my dad, my like five foot six dad in his like this giant fur coat on stage dancing around with Janis Joplin. There are a bunch of other people up there. And it, I was like, oh my God, he was absolutely telling the truth. And so I started talking to Bruce and Eric about that story. And we were like, kind of talking about how even though I had a really tough childhood, like I still wanted to write a song that sort of was nostalgic because it wasn't all bad and all the good parts and the bad parts made me who I was. So I wanted to kind of acknowledge that kind of a country trope that like where I came from thing, but have it be, you know, about my story and not trying to gloss it over at all. So as we started going, the Janis Joplin idea sort of didn't make it into the song, but sometimes that's the coolest thing an idea can do is just like get you going and then you realize that you're onto something way bigger than that. But we did keep in the stuff about Woodstock and 1969 and all that stuff, but that's where the song came from. And um, also fun fact, we Googled the hospital that I was born at to make sure that it like the actual feet it was from the bar and from the ocean and it was 1200 feet from the ocean and 200 feet from a bar and sam and i when we stayed in portland a couple weeks ago my sister booked the airbnb that we stayed at for the wedding so i didn't know where it was exactly and it was literally like right behind the hospital that i was born at so it was really cool because we were 1200 feet from the ocean and 200 feet from a bar then we have alibi so alibi i'm so excited that this song made it on the ep it almost didn't fun fact but i wrote this song about my friends and specifically I was talking about um my friends Kavanaugh and Candy. I was talking to Sam about Kavanaugh and I was like, you know, I don't have to like see her all the time for her to like be one of my favorite people on the planet. Like if the police called me right now and were like, were you like where was Kavanaugh on the night of Friday, the blah 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 blah, I'd be like, Oh, she was with me. 
sorry, our phones were dead. <laughs> and Sam was like, that's a song idea. So we wrote it with our friend Jamie Floyd, and I love how it came out. It's like a sweet little friendship song with a ton of murder metaphors and just very it manages to be really sweet and really dark at the same time. So I'm excited about it. But so it almost didn't make it on the EP because the work tape, which is what songwriters call an iPhone recording of, you know, whatever they did that day, just like the super rough, like here's the melody, here's the bones of the song. Let's not forget it. It was like really rough and you could hardly hear the guitar parts and the guitar parts are some of the coolest parts of the song. And so it really just sounded like a kind of garbled vocal and a very distinct guitar. And so when I played it for my label and my management, they were like, oh, cool song. Yeah. Like it just doesn't sound like a single to me or doesn't sound like, you know, the song and Butch and his manager completely disagreed with that to the point that Butch was like, okay, let's just start on the track. We don't, we're not going to ask anybody's permission. We're just going to get started so they can hear what it can sound like. And then if they don't want to use it, fine. We just scrap it. We just do another one and I don't charge for alibi. And I was like, okay, well, that's a, that's a compelling idea. Let's do that. So we did. It turns out everybody loved it. And me and Butch got a big, I told you so. And, um, so did his manager JD and it just, um, it ended up being the single, which is really funny because it almost wasn't even on the EP at all. And it's so fun to play live. I love having a positive friendship song on there. If you, if you can call it that, um, it's just, it's just really fun. And like, you know, I sing about boys all the time, but that gets boring. It's really nice to sing about life as well. And actually open book is more life songs than it is boy songs. If you go back and look, cause I was like, is this a breakup record? And I was like, no, it's really not. It's just a, just a pissed record. It's just a sad crying pissy record that I'm very proud of. And, um, I mean, sad, crying and pissy is, is definitely a mood of mine for sure. So that just captures that. But this EV feels a little bit more like I'm far away enough from these situations that I can laugh at them, like the bad ones. And I'm also in a good spot with like, you know, my childhood and with my friends. And, and it's just, it's really nice to have a project that's a little more positive because open book like was completely reflective of where I was at that point in my life. And this is reflective of where I'm at now. And I want all of my albums and stuff to feel like a time capsule for where I was at that point in my life. And this absolutely does open book. Absolutely does awake. Absolutely does. And, um, I just like collecting these little time capsules. All right. Last but not least, we have Amy and I mean, I did an entire podcast episode about this. You guys know what it's about. Um, it's really not subtle. I always laugh when I get asked in interviews, like, so what's Amy about? I'm like, I spell it out so clearly, like so clear. What? Everyone, <laughs> people like want more information. I'm like, what more do you need? I'm not giving you her last name. So what more do you need? But, um, Amy actually, I feel like we don't discuss this enough, but it's a diss track, but it was a response song. And I do love me a good response song. But like, and this isn't like, a she started it, but it's like, as the concept of a response song, there's been some really great ones in history. Um, my personal favorite is It Wasn't God Who Made Honky Tonk Angels by Kitty Wells. And um, this, or it, it's just like, I was responding to a diss track where um, I can't, I can't describe it too much because then it, could point you in the direction of the song that 
spawned this, but moral of the story is the song had my ex-boyfriend's name in it and referred to me as something undesirable. And I was like, fine, you want to write a song and put names in it? I'll write a fucking song and put names in it. And, um, yeah, I just feel like that's been kind of like missed a little bit by the people who are like, there is this one girl. Oh my God. I don't even, I don't even, you know what? Yeah, this is, this is some tea. There's this one girl who commented on the video when it came out and like called me a bully and said that like I'd left all these people in my path of destruction. And I was like, okay, well you are quite literally on my ex-boyfriend's payroll. So sure. Fine. Um, and, um, she's had real big pick me girl energy and I was like, yeah, okay. So it, it was just like, I no longer have a fucking ounce of sympathy for women who are like, who work for, or are friends with, or who enable an abuser, a known abuser who's been accused by several people and clearly has no intentions of stopping anytime soon. Any person who's spent any amount of time with someone like that, they know it's not a secret. And so I just feel no fucking sympathy for these, these women for, for doing that, for turning a blind eye and just letting a guy get away with it. And my, um, my old roommate Cora did a TikTok on my, um, account cause she just started talking and I was like, I need to film this. And she was like, girl defending a known abuser. And it was like, Oh my God, really? No, no way. He would never do that. No, he's always been like so nice to me. Like he bought me and all my friends drinks the other night. And it's like, that's exactly what these bitches sound like. And, um, I have a strong opinion about it and I just, I'm not going to apologize. And I would say all of this to everybody's face. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The thing about the song Amy and, you know, it's like people wanted to this girl tried to pull the feminism card and say I was being a bad feminist. And I'm like, no, dude, continuing to fucking like to pick an abusive man over your friend who was abused is like, that's the least feminist thing you can do. And also it's like really fucking annoying when you see people who are like, so like, Oh my God, like feminism, like, like, I'm going to wear the pussy hat to the, to the, you know, women's march and go with my friends. It's going to be so fun. And like, hashtag boss babes, hashtag girl boss, hashtag her, like, what is it? Her success is not your failure. And like all these like fucking like uterus memes and shit. And they post all that. And like, if it's a celebrity who gets me too'd, it's like, yeah, fuck them, blah, 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 blah. But if it's someone they know that gets me too'd, they're just like dead ass silent, might as well be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. And I just like, I have no patience for it anymore. I have no fucking patience. And so I had to really, really think hard before I put out Amy and I thought about all this and I was just like, yeah, why would, why would you protect somebody like that? Because the only reason that shitty men can keep on being shitty is for the people who allow them to be. And I just think there's a, there's a special kind of karma coming for the women who enable them and allow them to continue hurting other women. And so this girl's comments were so laughable. And the, honestly, like I responded to one thing and just said like, Hey, um, see like something like, it seems like you don't have the whole story, but like, sure. Keep defending him, whatever. I tried to be as classy as I possibly could. Um, but who wasn't classy was all my fans who responded to her and, um, were like, <laughs> Sounds like, oh, but then um, somebody commented something that really, really stuck with me and actually gave me a little tiny bit more empathy for the situation. But they said that um, abusers and narcissists are just as good at um, like gaslighting their character witnesses as they are their victims. So you have this group of people and it's like, you know, narcissists don't just manipulate their like their partner or their exes or whatnot, they manipulate everybody around them. And, you know, clearly narcissists have a strong pull. That's like why they get to fuck you up the way they do is because they seem so great at first. And, um, now I recognize that behavior and, you know, I, I ran into it again recently. Um, just in like a, a friendship situation. I was just like, Ooh, big old red flag. We're not going to do that again. And, um, if I ever, you know, saw somebody, and actually I have, if I, like, I saw somebody treating my friend like that and I was just like, homie, you can't, you can't do that. Like, and I just refuse to be somebody who 
enables. And if one of my friends tells me that a man hurt her, I'm like, fuck that guy. And I will literally like, I mean, yeah, there was this one guy who I'd like had asked for my number or something and ended up meeting his ex-girlfriend. Nothing ever happened with him, but she told me this story about him. And I was like, holy fucking shit this guy's an absolute asshole and so i like blocked his number and he's i saw him in public and i was like don't fucking talk to me like and that's how you should handle things like that right that's what i think anyways thank you for coming to my ted talk and my podcast but that's a that's a little extra tea i suppose behind amy but less so than tea i'd like you to just think about that and um you know be careful who you're enabling and um if you are and maybe look around and realize that you can be you can be the victim of a narcissist and not be dating them and um if you have a bad feeling about somebody you should probably listen to it because you're probably like your 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 gut does that to protect you and i think you know the biggest challenge we have is to distinguish anxiety from intuition but if you get that feeling in your stomach about somebody like take it from me i have almost always been right and by almost always i mean like i think always up until now and then people will like say the self-fulfilling prophecy thing that's not true a self-fulfilling prophecy is not real that is your intuition being so strong that you see something coming and you're just trying to get out of the way maybe there's self-fulfilling prophecy if you are like i'm never going to be successful but like in situations like that don't don't say that to yourself just listen to yourself that's why that's a big cliche. It's like, trust your instincts. Listen to yourself. Yeah, do it. Do it. And take a look around and see who needs to be, you know, yeeted from your life. So anyways, all of that being said, thank you guys so much for listening to the EP. I'm so happy it's out in the world. I had such a great fucking weekend and it's just felt so good to get it out there. And, um, I love you all so much. Thank you for making it so special. It feels so good to release a project again. It's my favorite thing to do. I love releasing singles, but even more than that, I love telling a longer story and I got to do that on, I got here by accident. Oh, and one last thing that I need to share with any, like everybody. And I don't know if he listens to the podcast, but I have a fan named Steve and Steve, I met him after my EP release show and he came here with his mom. And he was disabled, so I just didn't want to make him wait. So I was like, all right, I'll come hang out with you guys. Everybody else can wait. They'll be fine. (laughs) And so I went and sat on the couches. And sweetest, sweetest guy. And his mom was such a badass. And I just, like, immediately loved them. But they were telling me the story about how Steve had bought tickets to the show thinking it was virtual. And him and his mom were going to go. So he buys tickets. He goes and shows his mom. And he's like, hey, mom, I bought these tickets. And she was like, oh, baby, those are those are for in person. Like that's not, that's not a virtual show. And he was like, Oh shit. (laughs) And then she was like, but what if we went? And he's like, but what if we went? So they flew all the way to Nashville from Seattle for my release weekend. And they ended up, um, coming to the release show and then they had front row at the Opry. So I gave him a shout from the Opry stage and told this story because I thought it was so funny because he literally got to the, I got here by accident release show by accident. He literally got here by accident. And I just, it was just hilarious, but I, I really hope they had a good time. They seemed like they did. It was so cute. His mom was telling me how they like came to Nashville for his 21st birthday. And like, she just seems so down for an adventure. And I just can't imagine a better mom. Like they just seemed like such a, like such a little power duo, like running around the country, going to concerts on a whim. And 
it just totally made me smile. So shout out to Steve. If you listen to my podcast, you are so sweet and made me smile so much this weekend. So thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. There's a link to check out the EP in my, uh, in the description if you haven't already and love you all so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I will see you next week. I'm Kayla Shore and this is too much to say. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.